Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesueur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, World Life Church. Good morning to everybody who's here. Good morning to everybody who's joining us online. I uh, got to talk to a couple of people you know, last night and this morning who, uh, who are st- just still really not feeling well, and they just they said again, they said, thank you for providing the online campus. And so we're really excited uh, that we can have it. We're really excited that, uh, that Karen's going to be, uh, you know, teaching a uh, a Bible study at our online campus. And so if, if there's anything that we can do to help you get connected, you know, we love the fact that people just kind of, you know, float back and forth. We've got friends who every Sunday they're on the online campus. Every Wednesday they got the kids, you know, you know, come in here. And we just, we love getting to, to serve you. If you only hear one thing today, I have no idea like what brought you or drew you in today to be here to worship or, or hear a, a word of encouragement or anything like that. But if you only hear one thing today, I hope, please hear this. You are loved. And we never get tired of talking about it. And that call to worship that talks about his great love for us, that he takes away all of our trespasses and sins and all of our iniquity and he washes us clean and takes it away as far as the east is from the west. And then he gives us his righteousness. Yes, you have a, if you are believing in Jesus Christ, you have a perfect relationship with God because he looks at you and he says he loves you perfectly. I, I don't know how you became associated with Word of Life Church. I don't know how you got into, you know, how you got to be connected with, uh, with Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I can tell you that for myself that um, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ because of my parents. Now, my parents did not grow up in uh, going to church. They didn't grow up in believing households. Um, but, but my parents, from before I can remember, were telling me about Jesus. And, and I am blessed. I am so blessed. I don't ever remember a time in my life where I didn't believe in Jesus Christ. I used to be that I used to feel like, like I used to feel bummed that I didn't have some like fancy testimony, you know, about like, you know, life on the streets or, you know, or something like that. You know, when I was a teenager, I used to go to, um, you know, concerts and I'd hear, I hear these stories about this guy who spoke for about 40 minutes about his life, uh, you know, and how much trouble he got into and how much sin he was into and like, and, and going to jail and everything else. And then, you know, and then at the end, he'd spend about five minutes, you know, telling us that, and then I got saved. I heard about Jesus, then I got saved. And, and, and I don't have any, like, like, I don't have any story like that. The story that I have is just God's story. I'm a teenage mom. Just reading his word to me and praying for me before I was even born. And that's, it blows me away. 
It's such a huge gift. You got to hear, um, you got to hear from my dad last week. He got to come, and uh, it was great, you know, hanging out with him. My dad was my best friend. My dad was the best man in my wedding. And so for me, like when dad comes to visit, I, I just love getting to hang out with him. And we love, you know, sitting down and having a cup of coffee in the morning. And, that, and you know, that basically if you could ask me what I want for when my, my parents visit, if I can just sit down and hang out with my dad and have a cup of coffee with him in the morning and just talk about God's stuff or whatever, that's, that's the best for me. Because next to Heidi, he's my, he's my best friend. And he's been bringing me to Jesus for as long as I can remember, constantly pointing me to Jesus. My friend Brandon stopped by my house on, uh, on like last Saturday. He was driving through and I was totally, I was totally blown away. Um, you know, Brandon's another pastor and he lives, he lives down in Iowa, but he was up in, uh, up in Fergus Falls uh, and, and he, and on his way home on a Saturday night, even though he had to preach on Sunday, he stopped at my house. Brandon is one of my best friends. And whenever I'm having a hard time, I know I can always call Brandon and he will always point me to Jesus. He will always bring me to Jesus. Those are just a few of my best friends, not even counting the ones who are here. Heidi is my absolute best friend. I would rather spend time with no one. There's no one I'd rather spend time with than her. We have date night every Monday night. And we've been doing it for uh, well over 20 years. My kids have no memory of us not having a date night on, tw- on Monday night. And, I, and we look forward to just spending time together and really good smoked wings at 3rd Street. Teresa, if you're watching, see you tomorrow. Um, Teresa's our favorite waitress. She's a really, really good friend of ours. Like, she'll even, like, if she's not going to be, you know, at work, she'll be like, hey, I'm not going to be there. You might want to try another restaurant. (laughs) Love her. She's a great friend. I tell you about my friends because I've got some fabulous friends who bring me to Jesus. Who are your friends? Who are your friends? Think about who they are. And do your friends bring you to Jesus? I think, you know, it, it, that, like I said, for me, my best friends are, are also part of my family. How about your closest people? Closest, the people who you're closest to, do they bring you to Jesus? If you have any, uh, if you have your uh, Bibles with you, or if you have your phone or your tablet, um, turn with me to Mark chapter two. As we kick off today, today is really, you know, it's a big day in the church for us, for Word of Life, because it's the day of our annual meeting. But it's also like a, the, the Sunday worship service is also a bit about casting a vision as to where the Lord is leading us. We look back on 2021 and we just say, whoo, glad I made it through. God was really, God did a lot of really amazing things during the year of 2021. God was working. 
People are believing in Jesus Christ, some of whom are believing for the very first time, and that happened in 2021. We've got, we've got people who are worshiping with us, many of whom you know, just started worshiping with us in 2021. I'm really excited that, that, that they had a friend who brought them here. And so if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1, reading in Jesus' name, because it's God's word, not mine. And when he, that's Jesus, returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no room, not even at the door. He was preaching the word to them, and they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins except God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they, that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before all of them so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Here ends the reading of God's word. I love this story. It's a true story early in the ministry of Jesus. And I just love hearing this story. Every single time I read this story, I think about my best friends who point me to Jesus, who bring me to Jesus. I think about what Jesus said to a paralyzed guy. Now, we have no idea. We have no idea what happened to this guy or why he is paralyzed. We don't have any backstory, and I'm certainly not going to make one up for the poor guy. All we know is that there's a, there's a paralyzed guy, and, and he couldn't do anything on his own. But somehow, every, word got out, and everybody hears that Jesus is at home in Capernaum. And so Jesus is at home with Capernaum, you know, the place that he was staying, that's not where he grew up. It's just, that's where he was living at the same, at that time. And, and sure enough, because he's there, people find out and the place is packed. I'm not talking like, it's not, it's not like this packed, like there's plenty of room. Hey, if you got a friend and you're, you're like, oh, maybe they need Jesus. Is there enough room to bring them next Sunday? Yeah, there's enough room. No, I'm talking so jam-packed, crowded, that you can't get in the door. We've had some crowded Sundays, but we've never had it so jam-packed in this building that you couldn't get in the front door. 
That's the way it was at Jesus' house that day. He's hanging out at this house in Capernaum. He's preaching the word of God to them. And, and people are, all sorts of people are there. People who are agreeing. People who are disagreeing. People who are listening. People who are like, ah, why is he talking like that? And the place is so packed that when four friends bring a paralyzed friend to the front door, they can't get in. Now, I don't know. I get it. You got a ticket to the show. You're listening to Jesus. I get it. That's, that's a, I wouldn't sell that ticket on StubHub. Right? Even if it was standing room only, I'm like, I'm standing for that whole thing. Yeah, no problem. I'm not entirely sure how heartless you need to be that you don't let in four friends carrying a paralyzed guy. Like they come in behind you and you're like, no. Hey, we just need to get to Jesus. No, not moving. Like seriously, like you got to be a grumpy dude. You have to be a pretty grumpy person to be like, no, I'm not letting you in. But only Jesus could heal him. Nah, nope, not doing it. This is my seat. Paid the ticket. Here I am. I'm just kidding. They didn't charge. <laughs> so four friends are, these friends are awesome. They don't give up. They're like, sorry, buddy. Guess we'll walk you home. They don't give up. They carry him up to the roof. And, you know, it was a flat roof, you know, in, in, you know, in that area. It was very, very common. And, um, and they, they ripped the roof off. They roll it back. Usually it had, um, it was common to have like your patio up on top of your house. And, you know, and so they moved some tiles. Common, you know, um, construction up there was like they'd have tiles on the top, you know, so that you could walk on it like your patio. And they moved the tiles, and underneath would be like some some thatch and stuff like that. And they moved that out of the way. You know, they must have been like sharp dudes because they, you know, they figure out where in the house Jesus is, and he's like, ah, oh, I think he's standing right about there. And they pick the perfect spot. They rip off the roof. And they lower Jesus down or lower their paralyzed friend down right in front of Jesus. Paralyzed guy must have been all in because it's like, he's paralyzed. What's he going to do? Object? No, 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 no. I'm afraid of heights. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's getting lowered down. He's on like a mat kind of bed thing. Not, don't think about like your mattress at home. It's not like a sleep number or something like that or, a, you know, Tempur-Pedic or, you know, one of those cool Casper ones or something. Not like that. It's more like a thin, thin mat that could be rolled up. Lowered him down in front of Jesus. And when Jesus looks up, the most amazing thing Jesus saw their faith. Jesus saw their faith. He didn't just see some guys ripping off the roof. He sees their faith. He's not just looking at them and like, oh, nice beard. Yeah. Killer. He's not just looking up at him saying, oh, that cool robe. You know, when he looks at these, all of them, not just the paralyzed guy, when he looks at them, because it's a plural, he saw their faith. The paralyzed guy and his friends. 
They believed that Jesus could save and heal their friend. That's awesome. And as soon as they see their faith, and as soon as Jesus sees their faith, he looks at the paralyzed guy and he says, Son, your sins are forgiven. You, you, you come to you come believing that you that this man Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior, could could heal your legs, hoping that you can walk again. And the first thing you hear, son, your sins are forgiven. And it's right then. That the, that, the, that the naysayers, the scribes, this, this, uh, to tell you who the scribes are, the scribes, their job is to copy God's word. They didn't have a printing press. They didn't have a cool copy machine like we have. You know, they had actual people whose job it was, was to copy the Bible, copy God's word. That's how they spent their day. What are you doing today? Copying the Bible. What are you doing tomorrow? I am copying the Bible. Next day, copying the Bible. What are you working on? Still copying the Bible. That's what they did. I mean, they handled God's word every day. Whoa. But with that, kind of comes, a, seems like it comes a little bit of attitude, a little holier than thou attitude, a little I'm better than you attitude. What do you do? Oh, you're a farmer. Yeah. I handle God's word every day. What do you do? Oh, you're a plumber? Mm, bummer. I'm a scribe. I handle God's word every day. And so they have this attitude that, that, that they're better, that they're better than somebody else. Oh, Jesus, what does he do? Washed up carpenter? Mm, bummer. I'm a scribe. I handle God's word every day. And these scribes, when they hear, when they hear Jesus say, son, your sins are forgiven inside of their hearts. They didn't speak it. Because, you know, when you've got a packed house and everybody's there, you don't want to like say something like that out loud. You might, you might get, you know, might be a riot. And so they don't, they don't say anything out loud. They're just kind of questioning in their heart and they say, what, what? Why does this guy speak like that? He, can, he can't say that. He's blaspheming. Yes, he's acting like God. He's saying that oh, it's something that only God could do. No one, we all know, no one can forgive sins except God. And then again, Jesus knows. First, Jesus sees the guy's faith, and then Jesus perceives in his spirit that they were saying this. What? Yeah, Jesus is reading their minds. Jesus heard it in their hearts. He heard it. If that's not mind-blowing, like, I'm kind of glad I can't do that. If I'm up here every Sunday, it would be incredibly distracting if, if while I was preaching, I could hear your thoughts. Like, man, this is getting kind of long. It's almost time for a sandwich, isn't it? 
Pastor Jay likes sandwiches. I don't know if I really like sandwiches, but I would really like him to be done so that he could go eat a sandwich. Because if he's eating a sandwich, he's not going to be talking here. Is it time to go? Oh, oh, still talking. Or, you know, like, I would, it would be incredibly distracting to hear your thoughts. But Jesus, he's preaching and he hears their thoughts and he answers them. He says, oh, I hear you. What do you think's harder? What do you think is harder to say? Now, words are just words. Words are, you know, no words are harder to say than the other. What's harder to say? Your sins are forgiven? Or if I tell this paralyzed guy, you know, get up, take your bed, and go home. What do you think's harder to say? Apparently, they didn't even answer in their hearts because it goes like radio silent. I don't know why they're not just immediately believing in Jesus at that moment. If, you know, like if they knew if they, if they knew that Jesus was hearing their thoughts, why, why wouldn't they be like, that's awesome. <laughs> I like that guy. But they didn't. What's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven? Or get up, grab your bed, and go home. And then Jesus says, but just so that you'll know that the Son of Man, that's his nickname for himself, just so that you know that the Son of Man, Jesus, has the authority to forgive sins right here on earth, just so you know that, so that when I'm saying your sins are forgiven, it means that it really happens, just so that you know. I'll tell you this other part. All right, buddy, get up, rise, which just means get up, pick up your bed, and go home. And he does. Like when Jesus speaks his word, it has power and authority. It is effective. He, a paralyzed guy, just got up. And it wasn't like a partial healing. It's not like hip surgery or something, knee surgery or something like that. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, hey, get ups. Friends, could you grab them some crutches? Somebody take them to PT. Needs a couple of months of physical therapy, and then, he'll, and then he should be okay. That's not how Jesus heals. Jesus doesn't say, okay, rise, get on some crutches, and go to physical therapy. What a bummer healing that would be. Ugh. No, Jesus says, get up, but I'm paralyzed. Get up, and he's got faith, so he gets up. Hey, pick up your bed. Get that thing out of here. Go home. How... How about that trip home? How about that walk home for a guy who came in carried by his friends? He gets to walk home with his friends. How excited must he be? Who do you think he told? Who do you think he told when he got home? Family? Family? Who else? Everybody. Everybody who listened, that's for sure. And everybody who was there, when they saw it, they all glorified God because they're like, only God could do this. Glorifying God. And as they're glorifying God and giving God all of the credit, they're like, we've never heard anything like this before because they had never met anyone like Jesus before. He saw their faith. saw their faith. He could see them spiritually. 
And a paralyzed guy who thinks that his biggest problem is his legs is forgiven. And when Jesus speaks his word, his word has power. When Jesus says, you are forgiven, you are forgiven. Jesus actually forgave that man. His sins were completely forgiven at that moment because the word of Jesus has power and authority. And here's the really cool thing. Right before Jesus goes back into heaven, he gives that privilege to us, the church, that when we proclaim forgiveness in Jesus' name, not because of what I've done, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus Christ has done, yeah, forgiveness really happens. Are you believing in Jesus? You're forgiven. I'm going to say it again. Are you believing in Jesus? When Jesus looks at you, is he seeing your faith? Little faith, however much faith that you've been given, are you believing in Jesus? You are forgiven. And it's, it's just like the healing. It's not like a little bit forgiven where you get some like spiritual crutches and you have to go to physical therapy so you can get, you know, get some more forgiveness going. No, it's total and complete forgiveness. Just like that total and complete healing. Forgiveness that lasts for all of eternity. You are forgiven. And I'll tell you what. I want some friends like that. I want some friends like that. And I'm thankful. I am blessed. I have friends like that. Friends that when I can't do anything for myself, just like a paralyzed person, you don't have to be physically paralyzed to be unable to do anything spiritually for yourself. I don't know where you're at today. My hope is that you've come to a place where you realize I can't do anything for myself. I can't save myself, I can't heal myself, I can't even walk my way to Jesus. And sometimes there's these things that happen in our life and we're at this place in life where we just know I can't do anything for myself. And it's at that time, it's at those times in life that we need friends who are going to bring us to Jesus. We need friends who are going to bring us to Jesus. And Jesus looks at us and says, sees our faith and says, you're forgiven. Ah, oh, you're forgiven. And it's not just when you're believing for the first time. It's not just my, it's just not, not just my mom and dad who were sharing Jesus with me along the way. It, it, it keeps on going throughout life. Throughout life, we have this opportunity to bring our friends to Jesus. And sometimes it looks like, sometimes it looks like Brady inviting, you know, Kevin and Brady and Becky inviting Kevin and Jesse for years to just say, hey, come on over to church. Come on over. Come on over. We're going to have a good time. You're going to hear about Jesus. I was just talking to Brady this week. I don't know how long they invited him, but they're here and they're believing. Yeah, Jesse believed in Jesus for the very first time when she was sitting right there. 
And somebody else, actually, I think it was Dave, invited Brandon. He was already believing in Jesus, but he, you know, like, but I was standing, I was standing out in the foyer during the day camp closing program. And this crowd, this crowd of kids, you know, up front, and they were, they were singing songs, and they were reciting Bible verses that they had memorized during the week. And Brandon turned to me and he said, I've never seen my kids do that before. That's what I want. That's what I want for my family. We'll be back. We want to be a part of this. So whether you've been believing in Jesus for a long time or whether you're just now getting to know him, we need friends who are going to bring us to Jesus. And if you've been believing in Jesus for a while, and you've had a friend who brought you to Jesus, just like Dave did for you, we get to be that friend for other people. And it's, and it's not one of those things that happens right away. I have no idea how long it's going to take. But my hope is that as, as we look at our friends, that, that we pray this prayer, Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Just as we're talking to people, give us eyes to see them. I don't, want, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to see faith like Jesus did, but give us eyes to see them. Give us ears to hear them. Help us to hear when they are paralyzed in whatever life situation that they have and give us a heart that believes that Jesus can change their lives. The courage to bring them to Jesus because he is the Savior. He's the one who says, you are forgiven. He's the one who says, you are healed. Now pick that bed up and go home. And then everybody gets to hear what God has done for them. Let's pray together. Lord God, you are awesome. You are high and lifted up, shining in all of your glory. You are continually worshipped in, et in eternity. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You are awesome. And we are blessed to be known by you. We thank you, Lord God, for the gift of faith that as we receive it, we believe that your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, died on the cross for us and rose to new life into eternity, preparing a place for us. Lord, we just, we're so excited. Some, you've promised someday you're coming back. And we can't wait to be with you in, with you in eternity. But there are still so many people who don't yet know you. There's still so many people who don't yet know that you have died to forgive them. And so we ask you, Lord God, boldly, humbly, please hold off just a little bit longer so that we have more opportunity to bring people to you, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord God, that you would give us courage and boldness to share your word with our friends and with our neighbors. 
You're awesome, Lord God. We're blessed to be known by you. And just like that paralyzed guy getting lowered through the roof, that as you see our faith, you call us sons and daughters. You look at us. As you see our faith, you call us sons and daughters of the Most High God. You are awesome. I pray, Lord God, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit. Give us courage and boldness to be the friend who brings the friends to Jesus, to be the one who shares Jesus with our friends. And Lord, if there's anyone here who's just not quite sure where they're at with you, if they're not quite sure if, they're, if they have faith that you can see, if they're not sure if they're really believing in you, and I pray, Lord God, that you give them the courage just to, just to talk to me. And if there's anyone here who, like, they're realizing for the first time, I am believing in Jesus. I pray that they would hear that they are forgiven and know that they have been saved by Jesus Christ. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen.